Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Uh, If this is your first time, second time, uh, you call City Place home, uh, welcome again. Uh, My wife, uh, Taisha, she and I have the privilege of being the senior pastors. And we've been in a series called On Mission. How many of y'all were here last Sunday? Were you here last Sunday with us? Did you enjoy our friend from Tennessee? Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Pastor Andrew Hoyes from Australia uh, was here preaching with us, and he preached about uh, us being prophets, priests, and kings, where God places us, and he broke it down, just how God's given us authority. He's given us influence. He's given us the ability to shift where we are, and so uh, just enjoyable uh, Sunday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed uh, just getting a chance to be refreshed this summer, God pushing us as a church. Uh, We are on mission. And we said this, uh, we started this series uh, four weeks ago, I believe it is now. And we said that God's given us uh, this focus to be on mission as a church, not just in the summer, but throughout the remaining parts of the year in five areas. The first one was our families. Second was this generation, our teenagers and our kids, our community, our church in Cuba. Our church, we're going to be sending 11 people to Cuba. They're going to be ministering, taking the items that you brought, uh, investing some of the finances that you gave, uh, and we're doing it all together. But we said that we don't want to just be one-dimensional. We're going on a missions trip. Uh, Actually, God is calling our church to be on mission together, and we define together being a group of people that's aligned under kingdom authority to have an impact for the sole mission of God. I paraphrase what you see on the screen, so don't worry if you're like, hey, he said it wrong. But we're on mission together, and we, we've been declaring that it's not just a program. It's actually God commissioning us and moving us forward. And last Sunday, uh, Pastor Vanessa, Pastor Andrew's wife, she got up here and she said, this is not a program. God is commissioning you. And I was like, wow, she's not sitting in on our services. But It's just an echo of God's heart for us as a church, for God to move in your families. And we went to Matthew chapter 10. And in Matthew chapter 10, you won't find it on on the screens today, but I want to just, I want you to just listen to what the charge is. Jesus, the Bible says, calls his disciples to himself. And he says this, he says, I am giving you the same power and authority that I have to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. He says, talk about the kingdom of heaven. And then he said, freely you have received, freely give it away. And in week number one, we asked, what is it that God's given you that you can give away? And so over the last four weeks, we have been tag teaming. I've had uh, some other leaders communicating and preaching with me, and it's just been so life-giving. And today we're going to focus on what it looks like for you and I to be mobilized. We're going to focus on what does it look like when God says, I'm going to use you, you're going to be my representative. And here at City Place Church, one of the ways that we grow in community is through city groups. It's, it's small groups. We feel like everything can happen in the context of a gathering of people who are on the same journey as you. Freedom can be found when you're doing life with people who are 
on a similar journey, or maybe there's people who are a little bit further ahead. And uh, God sent to our church uh, three and a half, four years ago, uh, an amazing woman of God. Her name is Patty McCain. And uh, for the last good, you can make, you can make some noise. And, and honestly, she was an answer to prayer because God had been placing on our heart that we wanted to grow in discipleship and coming out of a pandemic. The Lord identified for our church that we were, we were doing some things going wide, but we weren't really going deep. Not like just super spiritual, but it was like, uh, Damon, as a church, if we as the people of Christ are going to stand when the enemy throws, we have to know who he is. We have to know his word. And we have to be passionate about it. And we share it with Patty. We said, Patty, this is where the Lord is taking our church. What can we do? And how can we do it? And what you're going to find today is that uh, she's not leading the area of our church. She's been living out what she's going to preach about this morning as it relates to you and I growing in Christ. And so City Place, this morning, preaching to us. And I'm going to pray for you as you come. But would you please help me welcome a part of our family, Miss Patty McCain, as she comes to minister God's word today. <laughs> Appreciate you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray. As always, over the last few weeks, um, I, we were sharing with our team, I love the trajectory of our church in this season where God is allowing us to communicate and preach the gospel but it's just not Ty and I or someone else that you might be familiar with. We're seeing a mobilized church communicate and begin to encourage each other and take where God is taking us even higher. And so I just want to pray for you. Uh, you and I have been talking and uh, lean in. Level 10, there are some message notes on your seat. Grab hold of everything that the Lord has to say to us. I promise you. She already shared that this is some things that's going to cause us to continually grow and be passionate about him. Can we pray? Are y'all ready for the word? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Say, Lord, speak to me. I am ready. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good morning. How much do we love our pastors? Pastor Ty, Pastor Damon, I just want to thank you for leading us so well. Uh, through the four years that I've been here, it's been amazing for me and to challenge me in my own personal growth. And just one of the reasons I chose this church was because of how you guys lead. And uh, it's been true from the moment I walked in, I could see it. And it's how you have led throughout these years. So grateful for you guys and how you lead. Um, yeah, today we're going to delve a bit into what it is to be an ambassador for Christ. And uh, as Pastor Damon said, uh, it is just July, this is my 38th year of being in full-time ministry, and uh, I just was with some of my high school friends, and they kept saying to me, McCain, that's what we called it, McCain, how is it that you do this? Of all the people, all of our friend group, you would have been the last one, and they're absolutely, there is no one, family or friend, who would said, yeah, that makes sense, No. This, this is not, does not make sense at all. I, I grew up outside of Chicago in a northwest suburb, brought up in an Irish Catholic family, very average kind of family, and um, had this crazy group of friends who, fortunately, we only got arrested once. So, uh, And I went to church every Sunday because that's what we did. 
And it wasn't until my freshman year in college when my roommate Eileen sat down with me one night and explained to me, it's not about going to church. It's about having a relationship with Christ, and the fact is you're sinful and you are separated from God. (laughs) And that there is no way you're ever going to get to God apart from the fact that Jesus' death on the cross paid a penalty for your sin. And you have got to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to transfer your trust from yourself and your own ability to pay that death payment, and you're going to transfer it to Christ. Well, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, okay, that's different. Three weeks, I thought about it, talked to the girl next door to me, and uh, I remember laying down on my bunk bed and saying, Jesus, I'll take it. I love the fact that you gave me this grace gift that I can take. And my life slowly changed. I'm a stubborn one. Slowly changed. I began to spiritually grow. And between my sophomore and and junior year in college, I somehow, I was an international business and Spanish major, and I somehow talked my parents into letting me spend 10 weeks in Mexico City on a mission trip with Crew. And Crew is an interdenominational group that works at, I predominantly worked uh, with college students, but works in all different facets of society. And so I went to Mexico City, having never shared my faith before, and I learned a lot. I learned how to depend on the Lord. I learned how to talk to people about Jesus. And I learned that you do not order the coleslaw at the KFC in Mexico. (laughs) Um, But it was in Mexico City that the Lord used just, if you've ever been to a mega, mega city where there are just bazillions of people, And you look across the crowd and you think, how are you ever going to get the gospel to all those people, Jesus? I don't get it. There's just, you know, it's one of those where you have a 10-lane highway and 20 lanes of motorcycles are in the front ready to go after the light turns green. Like, it's just, how, Lord, are you going to do that? And God broke my heart and started me thinking through, how are you going to invest your life? And are you going to invest it in something beyond? My dream was to get a big business job, international business job, and live in Oprah's building, and that was going to bring me satisfaction. But the Lord turned me to a different place. I said, okay, I'll give you three years. I'll go on staff with Crew for three years, and then I'll go into my real career. Well, who knew that Crew would be my real career? Um, now, I wanted to influence the next generation. Becca talked to us about the next generation. I am all about that. I believe that college students are an important, high school and college students are an important part of influencing uh, the whole world. And I wanted to get to the places in the world where the gospel was hardly being preached or not at all being preached. And if in the U.S. we could raise up missionaries who would go to those places and bring the truth of Christ into dark places where he's never been preached, and that's what I've committed to. And uh, it's been quite a long run. Uh, I've been mainly in the U.S., but I've also gotten to minister in Lithuania, Latvia, France, in the Philippines, China, Japan, um, and Uruguay and Argentina. And we're in 191 countries, and I'm not dead yet, so I'm hoping I'm going to get to a few more of those places. The assignment the Lord has given me is to turn lost students and faculty into lifelong Christ-centered multiplying disciples. But... My calling is to be an ambassador for Christ. That's what he's called me to. And when I, uh, the reason that I picked City Place is because of our vision to build dreams, ignite faith, establish leaders that, that win the lost for the kingdom of God. That's what I'm in on. <laughs> I'm, my desire is to win the lost. And the beauty of the Great Commission is that we all get to play in that sandbox. We're all a part of it. 
and uh, being ambassador for Christ in wherever God has put us. But the first thing I ask is why? Why? And the, grab your outline. Um, first, the first blank there on your uh, outline is that we are either with or without Christ. Why, why should I be an ambassador for Christ? Because even as I looked out in Mexico, I thought people are either in this crowd with Christ or without Christ. There's no in-between. And so what is it to be with or without Christ? Um, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. It's printed there. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, because of all that, we are ambassadors for Christ. God, making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Lord Jesus, would you make this clear? Would you uh, not have me say what I need to not say and say what you want me to say, Lord? Amen. All right, you got these columns. This, we're going to break it down so it's real clear, very easy to see. You got these two columns, right? You got the one, you got the one on the left, which is the reality of what I don't have when I don't have Christ. So for those of us who are in Christ, this is what was true of us before. And for those of us who are yet to come to Christ, that that's the left column. The right column is what is true of, for those of us who are in Christ. This is what is true. So the first thing is that if we are in the left column, the, just pick one word to fill in your notes. You're not writing out this whole thing, just, you know, is the old has not passed away. The old has not passed away. We're in, when we're in Christ, the old has passed away. We are a new creation, an actual new creation. On the left, we're actually an enemy of God. That kind of seems harsh, but Romans 5.10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death, death of his son. That means we were enemies, actual enemies, because if we're not for him, we're against him. There's no in-between. But on the right, Christ reconciled us to himself, and therefore we are friends of God. He reconciled our relationship, and we have a loving relationship with our Father. On the left, we have to pay for our own sin. On the right, he is not counting even one of our sins against us. We're totally forgiven. On the left, we don't experience love, joy, and peace. It's there for us, but we don't experience it. On the right, we, have, we are beloved by God. We have supernatural joy. We have peace of God and peace with God, both. On the left, we, have, or we are separated from God. On the right, he will never leave us, ever. There's no way. He can't unforgive us. He can't. He forgave the fact that we sin. He can't turn that back. On the left, we have, uh, we have to defend ourselves. When we, when we die and stand before God, we will have to def- uh, someone on the left will have to defend themselves, and they have nothing to do. They have, they, I cannot pay for my own sin. I have to pay with my own death. Whereas when someone who's in Christ dies, 
Jesus is going to stand up and he's going to defend you. And he's going to say, he's mine. She's mine. They're my daughter. They're my son. I will defend them. That's what Jesus will do. He will defend us. He will stand up for us. On the left, we spend all eternity without God and without hope. And on the right, we will spend all eternity with God. On the left, we are lost. On the right, we are found. Luke uh, 19.10, Jesus says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It's why he came, is to draw us into relationship with him. And what does lost mean? Lost actually means perishing, destroyed, those given over to eternal misery. Do you remember what it was like to be lost? For some of us, we were really young. And it maybe has faded. And we don't remember. What did it feel like? What was it like in your soul to be lost? And we can look at folks around us and go, what the heck is his problem? Why does she make fun of my faith? What's the deal? They're lost. And lost people respond like lost people. They're not regenerated spiritually. It makes sense when you think, okay, yes, now I get it. And that's where I was before I came to faith. I was lost. It's so clear to me. I remember. I just, again, was with my high school friends a month ago and sat amongst them. I was like, this is where I would be without Christ. And I'm looking at their lives, and, and I, I get it. Um, now, some, some of you in this room might be thinking, that, that column on the left represents where I'm at right now. Or you might be thinking, you know, I'm doing fine. I've been able to acquire all kinds of stuff. I've got a really good situation in my life. But spiritually speaking, the reality is still the left column. That is still what's true if we are without Christ. So if that's you, the thing you've got to ask yourself as we're talking today is, do you want to switch? <laughs> do you want to go to the right column? And we're going to talk a bit later about how you can do that. I'm going to give you a chance a bit later. But you who are in Christ have this whole incredible list. Look down that list that is true of you. Earlier in the series, PDs called it, it is what God has freely given you. That's what's on that list. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. In fact, all of us deserve the column on the left. That's what we deserve. We stand condemned without the one who will defend us. And here's the big idea, is that as we are gripped with the life-changing reality of what Christ has done for each of us and see what it was or what it is like to be lost, then, and only then, can we really embrace being ambassadors for Christ. I think just being an ambassador without that it's not powerful. I don't realize, oh my goodness, what has he done for me? And what would it be like had this not been true of me? So second point here on your notes is we are ambassadors with a ministry of reconciliation. Again, I got rid of that horrible list. I received this awesome list and I have a purpose. I'm an ambassador. Rudy, a couple weeks ago, said it this way, we are on purpose for purpose. That's right. On purpose, for purpose. We have an incredible purpose. And I think when Christ changed my life, that was probably one of the most gripping things. I had a different purpose. And God had to grip that purpose out of my hands and go, no, no, honey, that ain't your purpose anymore. 
you have a different purpose. You might do work in all different places, but that's not your purpose. That's not why you're here. So a ministry of reconciliation in verse 18 means this, that as Christ followers, we are to help reconcile or bring back together into relationship those who are without Christ. It's about relationship with God. So this is key. We actually tell them how they can know Christ. Now, I'm not, we live our life consistently with what we say. So we are to live as Christians in front of the world, definitely. But we don't only live as Christians. This, I think, is a, a crazy thing inside the church. We think, oh, if I just live, people will just naturally ask me, why are you so different? I, I'm guessing one out of 100 of your friends might do that. And that means 99 others will never know how they can know Christ. So it's up to us to actually tell them how is it that they can have a relationship with God. Um, Also, we don't, and our little video of the golfer is that we don't only invite them to church. We do invite them to church, but we don't only invite them because God in his sovereignty has placed you next to that person in the cubicle, that classroom, the teacher next to you, that principal, that nurse that you always work with that neighbor, that person, the soccer mom that you stand next to every game at that soccer game. God sovereignly placed you amongst them so that you could initiate. I, I, when I sit on an airplane, I always think, why did that person on Southwest pick sitting next to me? But what I really need to say is, Lord, this is a divine appointment you've given me with this person. And am I going to, why would, why would you put a spirit-filled believer next to that guy? Well, it could be that you've prepared their heart to know about you. Wouldn't it, it just makes sense. He didn't pick this person over here that's not going to tell him about Jesus. Somehow, you put him here. And am I going to obey you and talk about you with them? And then also, you share your story of what God has done to change your life. There's nothing that anyone can say against what God's done. You can't, they can't deny it. But the key thing to do, more than that, is to ask them about their spiritual journey. Tell me about your spiritual journey. And it will all come out. And you will think through the thing. How can I connect their journey? You know, I hate God because X. Well, their X is your key. That's your bridge. What is it that happened um, that drew them away? And, but some of us are a bit ashamed maybe where we don't, we don't want to share our story. And God has given you that story. It is worth sharing. It, you do not have a story that is unworthy to be heard. Um. For some of us, we're like, I have no idea how to share the gospel. I have no idea how to put a story together. Well, stay tuned. We're going to help you learn how to do that. I don't expect that everyone just knows automatically how to do that. This is what we're going to do in the coming weeks is help so all of us can. Okay, at this point, I have a confession. Um, It probably won't surprise you, but it might surprise you. And that is that I am actually terrified to share my faith. When I sit on that airplane and God prompts me to talk to this person, I negotiate. No, no, you don't. You want me to put my earbuds in and watch the movie that I had all downloaded on my Netflix. You don't want me to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Lord Jesus, please don't make me do this. Um, And I, I am not kidding. I am terrified. And I've shared my faith a lot. And so that makes me think, we're all terrified. There is no one who thinks, I got this. Uh, this is going to be great. 
I, I'm going to, uh, wait for this. Wait till you see this one. There's no one. Everyone is like scared to death. It's the truth of anyone, you two even, right, that, that are scared to share our faith. Now, um, here's the deal. I have to pray, Lord Jesus, I don't want to do this, but speak through me. Okay, fine. I mean, that's truly how it normally is. It's normally a uh, uncle. Okay, I'll do it. Not a, yes, I get to tell them about your work in my life. So realize that, that lest you think that you are the only one who is really, truly afraid to tell your best friend, your neighbor, your children about Jesus, you're not. But as we turn to him and ask him, Lord, fill me with your spirit, speak through me, not my words, but your words, he does. And you know when you're sharing your faith and it's him speaking through you, it's when you go, where did that come from? Because that's how he does it. He does it in spite of us. So we are given the ministry of reconciliation, and there in verse 20 is where we get into the fact that we are also ambassadors for Christ. But first, what's an ambassador? Okay, an ambassador is an appointed position. It's sent by one sovereign of the state to another as a resident representative, right? They move from one place to another and represent the homeland. They represent and speak for the head of state. I have a friend who's been uh, the couple off to your right. Um, He has been a trade ambassador for his whole career. He's my age, so he's been doing it for a long time. They've lived all over the world. Every three years, they move to a new place. They're in Egypt right now. They've been to Romania, Australia, Japan. He's always got to learn the language. I don't know how he does it. But one night, um, I got to visit them. I was in Russia, and I went to Moscow to visit them, and it, I was in, they lived in the, in the U.S. embassy, like house, um, right there on the embassy, and one night we were having dinner, and I was talking to Keith. I'm like, how, how did this go down? How did you start doing this? And he explained it, and then he said, you know, we take, he's a believer, he, he goes, we take vows as ambassadors. We take vows, and we say that we will go anywhere, say anything, and do anything that our government asks us to say, go, or do. And I'm like, wow, that is exactly like being an ambassador for Christ. (laughs) It is exactly the same thing. For us as ambassadors for Christ, we represent a king from a different kingdom. He ain't from here. He is from somewhere else, and he has put us there to represent him. The king is going to give us direction and fortunately empower us to be able to do what he's asking us to do. We speak for our king, whatever it is he has us say. That's that's why we're ambassadors. Making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's what he wants us to say. Those are the words our king wants us to represent him with. And as an ambassador, I, I like, wow, what a... It's an appointed position that he's given us. It's not a curse. It's an appointed position to be an ambassador for him. Uh, and it comes with um, quite a challenge. So when I really know that I, what is true of me in Christ, I see that he has made an incredible difference in my life. And when I really see what is true of the lost that are separated from God, then I can embrace God's appointment as an ambassador. But the third point here is that uh, we're sent ones. 
We are sent ones. He sends us. And we've talked about this out of uh, Matthew, where he sent the 12. He also sent the 72. And in Acts 1.8, it's when he sends everyone out. So right before Jesus' ascension, he spoke to his disciples. So they were all gathered up on the hill. And he said this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. I love this. Great. It's incredible about how he gives the Holy Spirit so you can do what he's about to tell you to do. But I love the map. I love that he gives us a map that it's Jerusalem. And this is what we've talked a lot about in our series about being on mission in our Jerusalem, right, amongst our families, amongst this generation, in our community, in our church. This is our Jerusalem that God's given us to have an influence. And then it goes out a little to Judea. Judea, in this instance, is basically talking about kind of the state, a little bit bigger than your city, and God has called us to reach that. Then it goes to Samaria. Samaria, remember how the Jews hated Samaritans, right? Remember this? The woman at the well didn't do so, you know, when they went to her, they weren't so excited about that because they hated Samaritans because they were other, other. When I think of going to Samaria, I think of going to those who are different than me. They, they could be different um, politically, ethnically, culturally, uh, their age, their gender. Somehow they are not like me, and yet God calls me to cross that culture to get to the lost in all those different parts that are unlike us. So we go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And the truth is every tongue, tribe, and nation is going to be around the throne. Everyone. So that's why we go to every, because God has called us to get to the edges. He was sending them out. In fact, the word apostle means sent one. That's what it means. The apostle, they were sent. That was the point. I'm going to pour into you, and then you are sent once. Off you go. And fortunately, there was all kinds of bad stuff going down in Jerusalem that caused those folks to get the heck out of there. They were forced to go to safety outside of Jerusalem. It was God's plan. You know, it didn't feel good then, but it was the right thing because they brought the gospel with them as they went. They went out. And then, of course, later Paul, Barnabas, John Mark, Silas all started out on those missionary journeys to get to the edges to go into where the Gentiles were, to end up in uh, Asia Minor, all the way to the edge. Acts 17, I think it's that, that they upset the whole world, is what people were saying about them, because they'd gone to the edges. But what about us? What has he called us to? As the team heads to Cuba next, for those of us who are not going, we may think, oh, okay, they're the sent ones. Those are the sent ones. We're sending them out. We're the stay-home ones. We're the hang-back ones. No. We are all sent ones. God has called all of us to be goers wherever it is that we are and to be a part, actually, of sending to the edges of the earth. If we are in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, or to the remotest parts of the earth, uh, we're sent ones to be a witness for him. The fourth point here, we at City Place Church are ambassadors to the ends of the earth. We at City Place are ambassadors to the ends of the earth. Did you guys know that we have a partnership with a woman who serves in the Middle East? She's a Russian converted Jew who is ministering to children, to uh, women, widows, 
uh, unwed mothers, kids all over. She, we support her. She's one of our missionaries. We have the privilege of being a part of her ministry. She is sent by God as an ambassador to minister, and we get the privilege of getting to be behind what she does, and it's awesome. Uh, I love how she's an ambassador for Christ, and you actually get to reap the fruit of her labor. And then we have the Cuba trip, of course. Uh, we've been involved in Cuba for four years. This is not a beginning. Pastor's gone, um, seen where, what it is, the church that uh, you guys are going to be going to. And um, as a whole church, we are sending this team out. And I have two challenges for you for the next couple of weeks. Um, first of all, on the end, on the left side of your rows, there's a little bitty strip that has dots on it. So somebody who's sitting on the left side of the row, grab that thing of dots. It may be stuck to you. So find it. I want us to commit to praying, and this is how we're going to do it. You're going to stick a dot on your watch or on your phone somewhere. Like, you see how I got it right in the middle? I've had it on there for two days, and every time I look, I pray. I pray. I go, okay, Steph McGee, Lord, be with Steph McGee as she gets ready to go. Oh, Miss Awilda, she's preparing, Lord. What does she need? Uh, I, I pray for the church that's there. Lord, would you cause the work that is done in this week that these guys are there, that the fruit would remain? That as people come into your kingdom, that they would put their roots deep down into your word, that they would get involved in that church, that that church would flourish as a result of what you're doing. I pray every time, just a quick prayer. So put that on there and pray. Commit to praying this whole week and the week that they're gone. Pray for, um, pray for this team. Uh, and realize there is an enemy who would love nothing else but to cause havoc on this trip. Pray protection prayers over these people, every one of them. Can every day, just pray. You look at it, you'll pray, just pray for one person every time you look at your watch or you look at your phone and pray that the Lord would protect them. Second thing I want you to commit to is I want you to sit down this week and I want you to start writing out your story. Three parts. What was true of me before I came to Christ? How did I come to Christ? And what change did God make in my life? Just write it out during one of your times with the Lord. Lord, I want to just remember what, I, what was going on? Is there a theme to my life that totally changed as a result of what you did in my life? Um, so we are ambassadors representing him. And I think we've all realized this. This isn't just about being on mission this month. It's we live on mission. It's, our, it's who we are. We are ambassadors. And so this is what we do uh, as believers now, um, it, it's, uh, it's handing over whatever our mm, former calling was in our lives and grabbing hold of this new calling as ambassadors. Now, if you've, uh, as, as I've talked this morning, if you've realized again that you're, uh, I'm sitting there in that left column. Uh, that really, as I look down there, I realized that I've never, ever, transferred my trust from myself to Christ to pay for my sin. That's never been a decision that I've made. I've heard about it. I've done church. I've tried to be good, but I've never actually made that decision. I want to give you a chance to do that this morning. 
And so uh, let's, uh, everyone, bow your heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's uh, take a holy moment here just to think through, gosh, is that me? Is this a decision that I want to make right now? And all you'll have to do is just tell God that that's what you want. And how we do that is just through prayer. Just talking to God, telling him, this is what I want. Um, And if you'd like to do that, I'm going to lead us in a, a bit of a prayer. Everyone will join together. But with your eyes closed, if you're placing your faith in Christ for the first time, gosh, I've never done this before. I'm going to do it today. I want to raise your hand high enough and long enough so I can see it and pray for you today. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sin. I open the door of my life and I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Take control of the throne of my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. Can we celebrate Miss Patty? I felt like you took us to old school Sunday school. Anybody ever do Sunday school growing up? Where you go like Bible verse by Bible verse and you'd be like, reconciliation? Ambassadors, as a church, Paul said this. He says, "Um, I'm still feeding you milk. I'm trying to get you to the meat. And at times, uh, as we're moving forward and we're on mission, when you get a good steak, it might be hard to chew, but you're supposed to chew it slowly. You're not supposed to eat it like you eat chips. And so today, as you've gotten words for us to study throughout the week, you open those notes and you go back and say, God, you called me to be an ambassador. You call me to reconcile, bring people back to you. Teach me how. And so we celebrate you again. We celebrate you again. City, city groups, I'm sure some people are out there like, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good this year. Can we celebrate it one more time? Thank you so, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who said yes to Jesus, can I, can I have that? For those of you who said yes to Jesus and prayed that prayer, uh, we have an orange connection card on your seat uh, that we would love to walk alongside you. Uh, one of the, the next steps for all of us uh, this this year, I was telling Miss Patty, I was like, I can't wait to host my city group. I've been attending over the last uh, few semesters, and this time I'm like, let's go. I can't wait. Let's go. And so you'll be hearing about that uh, actually in a few weeks next month. Uh, can you believe that it's already almost August? Lord, help. Lord, help. But the Lord is going to help because on August the 10th, the kids go back to school. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh! And I love them. I love them. But school's school's in, you know. Any other parent feel like that? You're like, oh, I enjoy spending time with you. But get out. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Just put some spiritual at the end. In, in Jesus. In Jesus' name. And after I kick them out, I go, honor your father and your mother. So that your days will be long <laughs> upon the earth. Like, let's just be spiritual about this. 
get out, but honor your parents. Don't you, hey, don't you roll your eyes at me. Don't you, don't you roll your eyes because the Bible, the Bible says, August the 10th, freedom. Come on, you were preaching about freedom. Come on, can I just take a praise break on the one and four, on the one and four. I'm just kidding. That's shouting music. That's shouting music. Shouting music, the one and the four. <laughs> no, no, no. But all of that just started with me telling y'all to fill out the connection card, just so you know. So pray for Taisha and pray for me. But if you did say yes to Jesus, uh, fill out this connection card. We would love to do life with you. You'll hear about uh, city groups over the next few weeks. Um, something happens when we grow in the context of community. Uh, you can see how our leaders are being developed so that you and I can grow uh, in our relationship with God. So well done. You can take that connection card. You can drop it either in the white box or you can take it to the new here area, the connection area in the foyer. We've got some gifts. We've got a Bible for you, a devotional to just help you with your next step. Also, if you're first time here, we've got gifts for you as well. You can complete that same card. If you're interested in the city group, go ahead and write that down, Miss Patty. She'll get that in the team that serves with her. We'll get that as well. well did y'all have fun today? challenged a little bit it's good to remember it's good to remember I, I, uh, I've been talking to Miss Patty over the last few weeks and we've been talking about what she was preaching and then uh, when she dropped that left hand collar I was like wow I have to pause to remember what Jesus really did for me and not take it for granted you know because he did so much you gave us like eight columns that's the stuff that we you know we forget at times it's, it's powerful to think that uh because of the sin of two people at the start of time that I would be distant from God and the enemy would love to make us an enemy but God goes nah you're my friend and so for those of you who said yes to Jesus welcome to the family today you're not alone we would love to do life with you the final thing that we're going to do uh, is we're going to worship the Lord with our giving uh, at our church we believe in uh, our tithe giving God our tithe and our offering tithing uh, the word tithe means 10. It's bringing God the first of the income that he gives you, and we just give it back to him because we realize that you and I were funnels for him. We're not moats. We're funnels. And so part of the impact that we're making in Cuba is because as a church, we sit aside 10% to be generous when he says go. And so there are things that we've been doing uh, for, throughout the whole uh, preparation time. We're just saying, God, this is our church being generous. This is our church being generous, and we can't wait. And so, uh, again, we say this every single week. We, we don't twist your arm, but we do ask that every single person ask the Holy Spirit what we, he would have you do, because that's being on mission. God, what are you telling me? Where are you leading me? And I promise you, he wants all of us to be generous, as we found that he's a very generous Jesus by that right-hand column. And so you ask the Holy Spirit what to do. There's ways to give, and uh, and then so be it. You, let me pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we're on mission for you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are ambassadors. I pray that as we are, wherever we are, wherever you place us this week, that we will be anticipating being used by you so that in our Jerusalem, in our families, in our community, this generation, our church, and literally Cuba, God, that we're going to make an impact. Let us see the visible, the visible fruit of trusting you and speaking on your behalf. Thank you that we are your ambassadors, carrying your authority, saying what you say, 
in the place that you place us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.